2: BLOB TALK RADIO Every time
0: you hear it, you know you are hearing Incantation Nation I am your incantress Hadera Bondwood Today is January 29th, uh, in the year of our Dark Lord, 2021. This is episode 17, and I'm speaking to you from quarantine week 46. That's right, listeners, I've been in the same room, in the same pajamas, in the same position since last March. Anyway, it is a 98% moon. We are waning like my love for drama is waning. Um, but yeah, here we are. Bradwick, my lead engineer, is joining us. And maybe we'll hear something yes, good evening. Some... oh hi hi, Bradwick. How are you, honey?
1: I'm good. how are you
0: i don't I don't like the delay. It trips me up, and I sound like unprepared. I don't like it. Why I can't know, you anticipate it's, it's not... what I'm gonna say, huh? <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> You're so silly. Um so what the hell? We haven't uh we didn't have a show last week. Because of me. And we didn't have a show the Monday before because of you. So we should probably say we're sorry. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. We kind
0: of left them I think you're right. hanging, you know, and an and apology, just FYI, Nation, an apology without behavioral change does not equal remorse. So we're going to do better. And I'm going to say I'm sorry. And I have explanations, not excuses. An explanation, and Bradwick, I'm going to assume you have explanations too. I do. I do. So what's your what's your COVID status, Bradwick? I'll
1: do a drum roll. So we what are happened? COVID negative.
0: What? what has happened? That's a thing. <laughs> You're
1: yeah. Still... Yeah. The entire. <laughs> The entire house is officially COVID negative. Um, We last, yeah, this past Monday. Well, I mean, actually it's been going on for two weeks, really. I had a family member that got the vaccine. Um, They got the Mm -hmm. first dose of the vaccine. They do work in uh, one of the frontline areas where that first dose was given. So they got it Mm -hmm. three weeks ago and then got sick Two weeks, two to three weeks after having the vaccine, got sick, had low-grade <laughs> fever for two days, um, super congested, just felt horrible. Uh, they were basically just bedridden for two days and started getting tests again, and they came back positive hmm. three times.
0: So, now, Was this I the am, rapid
2: test, or
0: was this the, the not the rapid test, because we know that that has an awful... False positive and false negative rate, um, or was this the send it away to a laboratory test? Well, so what? Um,
1: there's there's still a difference, even if you get a rapid test, mm-hmm. you can get a rapid test that tests the. It's, it's called a PCR test, um, mm-hmm. and that can Which be. Things- way more well, accurate. For- but oh, oh, you're gonna put me on the spot here, Hadera. yeah <laughs> Um
2: <See>? well,
1: so <laughs> um Oh my god, you don't well, know what it means, dude. I I I I don't. I just know to ask for it. I know that you need to ask <laughs> for it. this is horrible. I'm so sorry. Oh gosh. <laughs> this is Wait to
2: be prepared! Not prepared.
1: Oh, now I'm now I'm panicking. Okay.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but but basically, right? Slide, slide sister
0: a
2: note.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's not here. She's not here. Um, Text so, her. Text her. They,
2: <laughs> um,
1: they get tested daily, almost daily at work. And those tests are shipped out. So they have the PCR test in-house, and it comes back daily. And, yeah, there's a little delay, but, like, they get constant results. And one of her more recent ones came back positive. So she stayed home, mm-hmm. and then, boom, she was sick. And then she went to go get tested again because I said, all right, if you're really positive, this entire house needs to shut down. So I we all have to go get tests." so we all mm-hmm. did but being because but because we are all under some sort of pressure to stay at work to continue to make sure we are in the workplace our thought process is to go straight to the rapid testing sites so we do that and everyone comes back negative so mm-hmm. we're like okay we're fine but no. when they did my sister's rapid No. So when they did my sister's (laughs) rapid test the second time, Mm -hmm. they actually did a second test and they called it a PCR. And that's the one that gets sent to the lab. And they said that they were doing it as a precaution. Well, a day later, that one did come back positive. And she had another positive on top of that. We all still tested negative after having our own PCR test done, but we still put the house on lockdown. We were all in quarantine for, uh, however long we needed to be. I lose track of the days, but we all stayed in quarantine. We all tested negative, And, you know, we, we did what we had to do, but that, the stress of all that kind of got to me and you could have avoided that um, had I not felt such an obligation to be at work, knowing that we get, we're one of the lucky ones that get paid time off If there's COVID in your household or you have to get tested or you have COVID, we have that security blanket. But I was still sitting there thinking, like, no, I have to be at work. I have to be at work. And had I not thought about that, I would have just gotten the regular test and found out, Mm -hmm. you know, we were all negative and it would have been fine. But, you know, it was was a little rough. And the Monday that we wanted to do the show was Mm -hmm. the day that I was waiting for results. I did not realize how Mm -hmm. stressful it is Mm -hmm. just to sit and wait to see if you have this disease, this this disease that can kill other people, kill your loved ones. And you're just gonna, you just have to sit there and wait. And, and, you know, your mind starts racing and you're like, Oh my God, what if I do have it? What if I spread it to people at work on accident? And I didn't know, what if I'm asymptomatic, you know, it, it, I was not prepared for that. I didn't think that was going to happen, but it you did, know, and it really it stressed like, me
0: out. I had to. It sounds like the opposite of a pe- pregnancy test, like identically similar
2: <laughs> to the same type <laughs> of like, I've got to sit here and watch this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to
0: impact a whole bunch of lives and I don't know what's going to happen and do I take time off of work and...
1: yeah I, yeah I had to wait four days and I had to occupy myself for four days because I was still seeing like what all of my group from work coming in oh
2: yeah.
1: well so you let's stay, hear. I, you stayed I took home. a couple naps <laughs> I did I, I those stayed in the pretty-
0: house those were recommended by me
1: um i did uh, i did some light reading and i did a paint by number <laughs> which if you haven't done one i highly recommend it it is not for children these things are difficult it's hard to stay inside some of the lines
2: <laughs>
1: but it i put some some lo-fi beats on i started painting <laughs> And four hours later, my sister comes in my room. She's like, are you okay? i was like, what? Oh, my God, it's been four hours? I've just been painting. This has been delightful. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't have my test results back yet. Damn
0: it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's why, you know, I was just absent um, on Monday. I do apologize for that. I do... Thank the village because I do remember posting, um, you know what was going on, and the village did uh, express that they were keeping us in their thoughts yeah. and stuff. So I do thank you guys for that. So thank you very much. It was oh, appreciated. Uh,
0: some people even lit candles for your stressful ass. They did. Yes. Thank. You.
1: <laughs> stressful. My stressful but ass. You yes. So. I (laughs) will plan to not be as stressed
0: (laughs) in the future, hopefully. Don't do that. Don't do that. You have to, you know. If it's a stressor, which it is, any type of change, even whether or not it's planned for or not, is stressful. I mean, you know, because you're going from, Predictable patterned behavior to something that potentially has huge impact. Yeah, no, I'm describing a pregnancy test right now. I really am. The more I think about it, I'm like, wait a minute. I've been pregnant one, two, three, four times. You know, I, I, it's stressful. Um, but definitely not as uh, exhilarating. Just kidding. I love my kids. Um. <laughs> but what about, so back to your PCP tests, no, I'm just kidding, PCR tests, um, how are these different than whatever's available at like Walgreens or CVS or, you know, I don't know, Aldi, do they do them? Auto Bell, do they do COVID tests?
1: No, um, I don't think Autobell does. If they do, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> but you so, so, the...
0: so fucking snobby, just and he was like, I don't recommend it.
2: <laughs> God, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> so
1: so the the normal rapid test, the normal rapid test. If you call somewhere and you're just like, hey, I want to get a rapid test. <laughs> That is gonna. Rep. That's gonna be. That's gonna be the antigen test, and mm-hmm. that one detects protein fragments specific to the coronavirus.
0: Oh my god! You notice
1: how you I got super smart phone all of a sudden? Yeah.
0: Your phone, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what you're doing. I know. Okay, what you're
1: doing. but this is. This is super helpful because I had no idea until we had all this drama in the house. And, um, my sister working in healthcare, they started telling her other things that my primary doctor wasn't telling me. So there's like this disconnect. Nobody really knows what's happening until you have a crisis and start asking questions. So if anyone out there needs to get tested, and you want the rapid test just know that is the antigen test it only detects protein fragments specific to the coronavirus um it can be done in the clinic doctor's office hospital cvs um and those you normally get back in 15 minutes they have a high rate of false reading now the pcr test the pcr is considered the gold standard um it's are actually detecting answers? the. Okay, yes, I am, actually. <laughs>
0: so, what does, the, what one, does the, the PCR stand for then, Knuckle Nut?
1: Uh, well, okay. Oh, so my Don't tell me. just It doesn't. Is,
2: that... is this PG? This the is The an PCR enclosure? is.
1: I can't it's decipher acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
2: <laughs> Medical okay.
1: acronyms for that matter. But we need to call the PCR test. I swear. Go ahead. <laughs> the PCR test is actually detecting for the <laughs> RNA, the genetic material that's specific to the virus um, and can detect the virus within days of infection. Even those who have no symptoms. So that one you can also get done at a, a CVS Clinic hospital. Um, I got mine done actually in my car. I had to swab myself. Whoa. That so well that's so. I was. I, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, I mean, in quarantine, one does have to swab oneself because I mean, unless you're <laughs> okay, Bradwick, a PCR test. <laughs> It is a polymerase chain reaction test. Can you, are you with me still, or did you just black out from knowledge, like impact?
2: <laughs> I Polymer- blacked out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Polymerase
0: chain reaction. Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. He's blacked out. Are you there? Are you there? I I got it. Yeah, I know. I'm here. You here? Okay. So continue with your story.
1: Oh, uh, well. Moral of the story is (laughs) get the PCR test. (laughs)
2: Don't. Yeah. uh,
1: You know, we all. um, I I heard something today on, on on Facebook. I heard this woman talking, and she said, um. In grade school, we always have to ask for permission. And guess what? We're we're all adults now. We don't need permission. We don't need permission to do anything. You need to take off of work to go make sure that you can get a proper COVID test done. You do that Mm. shit. You you don't need permission from anyone. You just got to do it. Just don't skimp on it. Just go and do the thing. You're gonna thank yourself later. You're gonna avoid some some what my my family would say, "quandamos" in the house.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that no one understands what the hell you just said.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes I don't, but that was Italian for like a, a situation, a little drama, <laughs> <laughs> that unnecessary. Will no doubt be- Drama.
0: That'll that'll still that'll give you agita.
1: Right. give me what? Ajita? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. (laughs) Oh the adjuda.
2: Oh
0: (laughs) And you have to do the hand over like the throat it's to, it's kind of it's like uh it's like your anti nausea spell for Italians, it's like uh digina, you know it's like it's like a spiritual acid reflux <laughs> That's exactly what it is, <laughs> oh my god. my god, okay, anyway, yeah, so uh high rate of false results. And you're a woman now, is what you just finished singing. Um, no, girl, you'll be a woman soon. Is that the stupid song from the 70s? Pam would know station manager when I need her. Um, so you don't need permission. Go get the test that is the higher quality test. Do you have to pay for it?
1: Um, so I did not, I, I have health insurance, um, and I did not have to, well, you know what, though, let me take that back because I don't know if I'm actually going to receive a bill in a month. I, sometimes I, I do things without thinking and I just, I, I just knew I needed to test. I do know that, um, my, my mother, I think had to pay $150. Um, yeah. so that was this yeah, I don't know the in and out of that. I don't know why that was a thing, but I do know that was talked about. Um, I was lucky enough to not have to pay anything when I got either of the tests.
0: Mm, that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, so yeah. So uh, check your health insurance if you have it. No,
0: none of Have health insurance out here in
1: the nation, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I still don't know how they tried to ask her for 150 bucks. I don't, I don't know. I was under the assumption that (laughs) that, gee, everyone should just get tested, so it should kind of be free.
2: Like, (laughs) yeah.
1: You know, let's stop the pandemic. Let's not charge everyone an arm and a leg. Just do it. Let's just
0: stop it. Yeah, yeah. But that's got too many brain cells of intelligence involved, and that's not what was happening at that time. But there's yeah. a new sheriff in town with new policies, and hopefully shit will be different. Otherwise, your girl here is going to be seen screeching away from the scene in her getaway car because... I'm not paying a City for my <laughs> COVID test. I'm just not doing it. i be like, yeah, yeah. Sign this. Yeah. Sign here. I sign all the things. I, I do the brain swab. And then, and then I, you know, just kind of dine and dash. I'm not paying that shit. Fucking service that I need to keep people healthy. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're healthy, Bradwick.
1: Relatively speaking,
0: yes. (laughs) Okay, you got to think about that. You you learned a
2: new skill.
0: You're a a painter now. Only if there are
1: lines and numbers involved.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. Paint my number, okay.
1: I yes, love you so it's you. I will send <laughs> you a picture, and you're gonna be like, "Oh wow, Brad, you look like you've done a Van Gogh. <laughs> like this is beautiful." <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I colored inside the
0: lines." <laughs> oh my god! Well, you know what? We're gonna have to fix that because pagans are by definition people who don't acknowledge the lines. And <laughs> they 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 take the canvas and burn it as, you know, fire art. So, yeah, there's your color by numbers. So we're going to have to break down some institutional expectations because you're way too inside the line, you know. Too much fear of the agita. Sometimes you have to embrace the agita. <laughs> <laughs> this is not sound medical advice everyone you know what I'm saying So no it's not don't take that so to back, the bank so back to that candy ginger <laughs> okay seriously <laughs> witchcraft <laughs> witchcraft um, so Bradwick asked me where I was when I couldn't do the show
2: Did you just hang up
0: on me? Wait. No. Oh, I didn't know you were asking me to ask you. Mother (laughs) of All right, nationalists. I'm going to just skip Bradwick entirely, and I'm going to speak directly Uh to you all. And Bradwick and I are going to work on our conversational dynamic because he's not paying attention, which is really kind of off (gasps) playing for those of us in the nation that, you know, are quarantined for 46 weeks and we really need to know that someone's listening. But I'm listening to you, nation. Okay, so how about this? Hedera?
1: Wow.
0: No, you're done talking. Now, okay? PCP? Um, ask me where I was. Radwick.
1: Hadera, where were you um, oh my on God. the night of what I'm
2: asking? <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't do no anything listening. right. Apparently, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you do everything
0: right. You're so perfect. You're just like a pet that I keep. I mean, you're a real boy, but. I mean, you just you just make me so fucking happy. Okay. So, uh this is a call for medical pagans and medical witches um because I I do want to do a show dedicated to where the hell I was um last time because I was not able to have the show and sometimes that inability just pops up an hour or two before we're supposed to go on air and that's not really helpful so uh, we're going to do a show on it but this is my call for medical pagans and medical witches who have obsessive interest in obscure diseases because... I have not one, not two, but three obscure, rarely seen, which I think is the same meaning as obscure, um, genetic disorders. You can't catch what I've got. I mean, unless you're one of my offspring. Whoops. So, anyway, um, I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. I have, it's a connective tissue disorder whereby um, my body codes incorrectly for the collagen protein that makes up Um, Mainly and mostly cartilage and ligaments and tendons, but also uh, blood vessels and, you know, really generally important stuff like that. To a lesser extent, bones, um, but it's more connective tissue, which is everywhere throughout the body. Um, And that does include your skin layers and subcutaneous layers. And so, that being the case, um I also have MCAS, which is mast cell activation syndrome. Basically, um it is a immunological disorder um where my immune system freaks the fuck out and sees everything as a potential threat and it overreacts and can and does cause major um, reactions like uh, anaphylaxis, which has brought me to the emergency, emergency room a lot here recently. um And because Ehlers-Danlos also um, affects blood vessels, I inherited one type from my father's family and one type of Ehlers-Danlos from my mother's family. So I have um, a bunch of crossover symptoms. And the blood vessels... Are all of my connective tissues are soft and my blood vessels are soft, which yes leads to aneurysm rupture, um, broken blood vessels, hemorrhaging, which I've done twice. That's a, those are both really very cool stories, um, and. Uh, leads to my third genetic disorder that goes with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is POTS. And POTS is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Now, this is how ghetto my biological setup is. Every time I stand up, my blood drops out of the top of my body and fills my socks, not my socks, my legs and feet, which is really cool if you're into the shades of red and purple that I become, but it's not really cool for things like thinking or breathing (laughs) or maintaining a normal heart rhythm. So there's some cardiac issues because when the blood drops down into my lower um, appendages, then my heart freaks out because it's like, why is there no blood in the brain? So my heart rate increases by 40 points, and I risk cardiac arrest. So, um, yada, 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 I say all this to say that this has become a huge issue for me in the past three years or so, Um, and the complications are way, way worse for me than either of my parents or any of my siblings because my siblings also have it and all four of my children have it um, because I've inherited two uh, defects in two different parts of the collagen-making area of my chromosome. So... I like to tell people I'm genetically defective but super charismatic. So that said, uh, I've been doing anaphylaxis as a hobby lately and didn't realize that I was putting more time into anaphylaxis instead of being available for the podcast. So that's why... Was and I apologize, and I'm gonna do better about it because you all deserve better. Um, so yeah, where I was, and it leads to all kinds of really bad symptoms, and it's just awful. So that's where I was, very stressful, it's very, very stressful for everyone involved
1: yeah I can imagine, yeah. but you've got you've got a really nice group there at House Laughingbrook to kind of help <laughs> with this It's process, not just, don't you
0: yeah well, I mean in the physical the Covenstead here uh at house Laughingbrook is staffed by N- neve Laughingbrook brook and Mackenzie Laughingbrook, who is my 20-year-old, they get the first floor of the house so they don't get their cooties um, up here on the second floor of the house where the senior center, that's what they call the second floor of the house, the senior center, um, which is where I'm kept, like V.C. Andrews, fucking flower in the attic. But... um, (laughs) <laughs> they handle all of the, I do all the bill paying. So I'm the uh, master of coin. I like that. I'm giving myself that. Toss a coin to your witcher, said the silent presence in the room. See, I knew she wasn't going to be all that silent. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. I have all kinds of support systems. Um, and not just my biological fleshlings, but also the silent silent presence in the room, who is my uh, nurse, really, my chief medical officer. Holy shit, that's what you're going to be from now on. You're going to be my chief medical officer. Um, But also in the elder coven, of House Laughingbrook, I have several professional advocates and uh, professional soup makers, and uh, how shall we say, alternative medicine pastry
2: makers,
0: and um, moral support, and you know, giving me rides to doctor's appointments and. Uh, all that other good magic. Um, and then the House Laughing Brook Younger cousin is a great place for stress relief and diversion because the questions and drama there cannot be matched. It's just the highest quality drama. It's a dramedy. It's a drama comedy (laughs) in The Younger Coven, and I love my squishies. And actually, the formation of The Younger Coven um, was the morning after I was released from the hospital. The last time I went to the ER for uh, life-threatening anaphylaxis. And I came home a couple days later and woke up that morning and just collected in a group all of the squishies um, that I needed to keep near me so I could keep an eye on them and share with them the wisdom and the knowledge of the stuff that I know. And it's been... Way better for me. <laughs> <laughs> it has been for them <laughs> now. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really know how they feel about it. Um, no, but it's it's part of just in the nation, in Incantation Nation, in Village Laughingbrook. It's a lot easier to deal with the stress of the COVID and the moneylessness. And the governmental upheaval if you have support systems in place. Um, and, of course, you know, you all have heard us talk about um, the Gebo Exchange, which is um, anybody in the nation can go on Facebook and go to Village Laughingbrook Um answer a couple questions so I can screen for uh, freaks and terrorists. And um, then you can tell us if you need um, to be part of the Gebo Exchange and we can find people to check up on you once a week, just pay a phone call, or uh, if you want to be responsible to place phone calls, to uh, stray pagans, um, then you can say, I need to um, sign up for two branches. And that way we have accountability to each other as a village, but at the same time we are creating uh, our version of Sally's phone tree from Practical mapjack without the brooms and the dustbuster. Yeah. <laughs> but it helps to minimize stress if you if you believe that all of your witches are accounted for and you I mean if you're someone who needs to know that to feel better about the world. I am one of those Which is that needs to know that all of my witchlings and my darklings are accounted for. Because I don't do well when I think my people are um, in any type of danger. So that's a stress reduction thing I do. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it. You like that a lot. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it helps. It helps when you are able to depend on uh, other, you know, other people for certain things. But it also helps to be able to share your yeah. stresses with others. So, like, you're not, you don't feel like you're the only one. Like, you can go ahead and just like talk about it and like say, like, you know, I'm going through this. I'm having trouble with this. Normally, there's someone else that can, like, you know kind of take your mind off of it or something. Mm -hmm. It it does help. And I, from what I hear, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. that younger cousin really cuts it up. (laughs) uh, And really keeps you entertained.
0: Yes. uh, They are a source of constant and regular amusement. But, I mean, in all seriousness, the Amusement and the comedy is necessary because if your shit's all doom and gloom and bleak and shit, not gonna keep your head above the water, you know. And right, we're a very strange persuasion of people, anyway, with long medical histories and um. You know, a higher incidence of uh, mental health issues, and so there's there's a lot of shame involved there, and there's a lot of insecurity about judgment, and so people don't share those things. And you know, being someone who is four foot ten has a uh, genetic disorder, and who is very, very loud. Um, I like to role model being at peace with who I am and talking very honestly about being defective. And I say that not as like a low self-esteem thing. I embrace those words because I like being defective. It means that I am not what's expected. I am atypical. I am different. And it's not necessarily, it's definitely not something um, to be ashamed of. And I know that a lot of us are not comfortable and don't feel safe um sharing that information but as you know someone who has lived in the opposite lane by you know not sharing and not telling people where I was at um and not naming my needs I was 100% sure that I was not going to get the support that I needed because who the hell would know you know, because I wasn't sharing what I needed. And so it's, it's part of my presentation to the world to be out of the closet in all of my identities um, so that people, witches, pagans, feel more free to be themselves you know especially now during you know the apocalypse when there's a lot of medical fear which is a stressor financial fear which is a stressor um governmental fear which is a stressor um we need to raise our hand and be be honest about it and and for myself personally and my the elder coven and the younger coven, um, there has there has been a how could you say this this um, misget not misgiving but the idea that if they share their personal pain that they are harshing the buzz and that they are being a downer and that they are diminishing the mood. And it's like, you know what? Let's just be honest. I would so much rather listen to someone else's medical, emotional, spiritual relationship maladies than my own. I'm over myself. Like, like, straight up, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. So I want to hear what your sitch is, because I probably know a thing, number one. Number two, it's fucking refreshing to hear about someone else, people who are gravely ill, um, and I've had Pammy on, because Pammy, Pammy and I have the same genetic disorder, but my sister witch, um, Stephanie Klein, who runs Clever Girl Publishing, we spoke about um, her living or sharing her body with uh, her co-host is cancer, and she has dealt with it since childhood. And we have these really thick and twisted senses of humor because we've had to deal with the worst types of stress and mortality issues. But what COVID has done is COVID has made medical maladies and mortality issues commonplace, with the added bonus of waiting four, five, six, ten days, Test result. I mean, and you Bradwick Peach talked about what it was like for you uh waiting to find out whether or not you were pregnant, and it was fucking awful. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was it's not not fun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not but you fun. but you know, during you, that, I yeah. I I because I I also have another <clears throat> excuse me medical condition like I do have uh, a low grade form of Tourette's so during that well, we whole time that. because of, I think
0: yeah, yeah we've shared that uh, I, haven't we
1: yeah I think I I think I can't remember I don't talk about it too much I I just recently started like you know being open about like I told people at work like not too long ago like oh yeah I'm real stressed out today, so if you hear any weird noises, it's just me.
2: <laughs> <I love laughs> and they're <were> like, what? <laughs> they <were> like... <laughs> I said, yeah, I have
1: Tourette's. <laughs> you, know, you don't look like you have Tourette's. Oh, because I'm not screaming cursors fuck? every four minutes and hitting myself? Yeah, no, that's not how it all works all the time. But, you know, cool. I don't
0: even random squaring.
2: <laughs>
1: Trust me, you know, someday I might just use it to my
0: advantage.
2: I think you should. I mean, I mean you've got the
0: membership card. <laughs> you could just whip it out, and I mean your membership card, and just say, listen, if you hear me say, bitch, at the top of my lungs in
2: the <laughs> checkout
0: line of Harris Theater or Target, <laughs> then the chances are you're it, it, a bitch.
2: <laughs>
1: It means you're not standing
0: six feet away. <laughs> it's like, listen, minimum safe distance is at least six feet, or I'm going to get Tourette's on your ass. That's what's going to happen And it's not going to be the cute little chirping types. It's going to sound like, shit! <laughs> Bitch! You know? It goes over really well oh at Hobby my Lobby. God. Not that I've ever done that <laughs> for fun.
2: I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway,
0: <clears throat> so we were talking about stress and threats. So is it? It's worse when you're stressed out.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it it gets much worse. So it it triggers the ticks to start happening a little more frequently, and then I physically try to stifle them, and then that creates an anxiety situation. So I I do take a pill as needed. Um, I have far more good days than I do bad days, but the bad days mm-hmm. are bad, and that's when I'll mm-hmm. I'll I'll take a little pill. To try to, to mm-hmm. calm myself down but um i'm I'm fortunate to not have as many bad days um you know and and my form of it is pretty low comparatively mm-hmm. speaking, but it's still mild you
0: know i sorry like salsa mild medium and hot Tourette. yeah yeah i've
1: got i I've got a mild case, but it's it's it still gets to the point where I'm, where I become cognizant of my tics during the day, and I do get self conscious because I know I'm doing them. I know people can hear me in earshot, and they're just not saying anything, and it 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 kind of get just it just gets to me, you know. But um, so I don't know. It's a thing <laughs> well, I got to deal with.
0: And this is just, you know. More speaking to the issues of shame about m- our personal medical conditions and mental health conditions. Um, because, you know, your anxiety level goes up. You just said, like, when you think someone's listening, right? And just not saying anything to you, and that's—I mean—fear of judgment, right? And someone knowing yeah. your private business, right? And you don't like
1: I—I cycle through ticks.
2: I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
1: Um, yeah, I—I I, I cycle through different ticks. Sometimes they're—they're, they're, um, you know. Uh, what like facial features um or gnashing of my teeth for you know, making little the, the chirp sounds with my throat um and
2: mm-hmm.
1: thank god god's thank god I've been <laughs> I have been in a teeth gnashing phase for over a year so I have and and the the chirps are still there but I seem to have grown out of the facial tics but I remember being at work and I was always so afraid that someone was going to think I was making a face at them um, <laughs> when it was really just well, crunching my face because I had no control over it. <laughs> like,
0: don't go out in public with me because I am constantly making faces. <laughs> 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 oh, the and
2: then you can just say, listen, she's got to rest. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! during the winter months, I become my own personal nutcracker. Oh, <laughs> don't read anything don't read anything into that kid um, <laughs> um, but boy, oh boy, what I wouldn't do with that Tourette's bradwick i would I would be working that shit like so hard, I would be gnashing my terrible teeth and brandishing my terrible claws. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
0: So let me ask you this question then. My shit has... I'm going to make a statement first and then ask the question for those that are sweating me grammatically speaking. Um, I have found that the COVID season has brought a like
2: skyrocketing
0: intensity to my symptoms and their severity and the frequency of the drama and it's rough, Um, it helps to share uh, what happens with me because then invariably someone pops up and messages me on Facebook and says, oh, my God, you know, I was just diagnosed and I'm so excited that I know someone who has it. Can I ask you questions? And then I just kind of, like, absorb them in, like, my little group, like a little symbiote, you know, because I like doing that. Um, Have you noticed any change in your symptomology with the COVID season, Bradwick, Peach?
1: Um, I definitely, for me personally, I need to be alone. (laughs) I, which is complete, it's the complete opposite from a lot of people because they are stuck at home alone. But I go to work every day where I'm surrounded by, you know, well, okay, there's people in my office, but I'm surrounded by people in the office. I have people that come in. Um, I work mm-hmm. with people all day. Talk with people on the phone all day. I come home. I'm with my family, and they're all here. And it and because I can't go sit in a coffee shop or go sit in this bookstore and read or you know go places, it gets increasingly harder for me to just be alone. And because of that, I I do start to get I guess some sort of anxiety that does produce more more symptoms and stuff so it's almost like i i need to get get out <laughs> which and i do i will uh, i'll take myself for a ride i'll take myself for a walk
2: uh, Yeah, um,
1: and you know i'll i'll go to the park um <laughs> uh, i'll go to the park I'll, I'll go visit the the blue heron that i um i go and talk to whenever i go and um that's I, I,
0: you know, I, cool I, you know right just there. picked up blue heron. It, it
1: really is. I, I, ugh, I could tell you stories about my interactions with him, but we'll save that for another time. But yeah, <laughs> okay. he's always there to greet me. So.
2: <laughs>
0: right. Um, do you, switching gears though, we are in, uh, a period of history that is, we'll say, mm, extra stressful. Um, Have you found any of the stress and imagery of what's going on externally showing up in your dream imagery at all? Or has it changed your sleeping habits at all? Would you say?
1: Um, it changing sleeping habits. Yes, I have now reverted to my college sleep schedule, where I would stay up till okay. two a.m. and wake up at six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I'm. <laughs> I go to work every day, but it's just like I, I have to go home. I got to watch the news. What's going on? Oh, here's another rabbit hole for me to jump down. See what's going on here. And you know, I just still caught up in it. So now I my sleep schedule is not that great. Dream-wise, mm. uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely had a lot of vivid um, imagery. I I've, I started lucid dreaming. During COVID Ooh. season. I've never done that before. Yes.
2: And the first We're time practicing. it
1: happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I. The first time it happened. It kind of caught me off guard. And I yeah. <laughs> I think I called <laughs> you. And I told you. you I, <laughs> I said. I said, Hadera, I lost a dream last <laughs> night. And I swear to you. I thought I was there for three years.
2: <laughs> and I had only
1: been asleep. <laughs> for 15 minutes. And during these three years, I found every sexy ninja I could, and I, I, I did things with them.
2: He means I a ninja. I, he, doesn't mean, he doesn't mean. He doesn't mean. He doesn't mean an actual fucking. ninja. But I, I woke
1: up. I was in that dream thinking like, "Oh my god, I've been here a long time. I got, I gotta get out of here. I gotta, I gotta go back home." And finally, forced myself awake. Look at my clock. It's like, "Oh shit, what the the hell year is it?" Twenty
2: minutes later. Oh my,
1: it's only been twenty minutes. What was that? (laughs) Like,
2: oh, and it's happened
1: a couple happened a couple more times since then but um it's it's been more uh, it's been just better it's just me like i guess just testing the waters unintentionally but i'm able to pull myself back out because one i'm uh-huh. not experienced with it i don't want to stay in that state too long um because right. there are i mean there's things i don't need to be toying with right now <laughs> so
0: yeah i am exactly You are very new.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. But I realized I don't
2: tick in
1: my dreams,
2: and so if if I've been in the dream long 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 long, enough, I realize
1: I didn't. I'm not not ticking. I'm not wearing my glasses, and I don't have a bracelet on. Then I know I'm dreaming, and I can just, I can pull myself back out.
0: So is the bracelet? It's like all of my like to Uh, remind yourself whether or not you're in the dream
1: uh yes my 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 wrist and ring jewelry that I wear during the day um Mm -hmm. I've been been using as my anchors um but I Mm -hmm. just recently also noticed that all of my ailments (laughs) to my physical body on this Mm -hmm. plane do not exist in the on the dreamscape so I just It's easier for me to recognize now. Like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm here again. (laughs) Glad that happened. Let me go back. (laughs) Too soon.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So,
0: wow. So you're symptom-free on the other side. I guess I've never, that's never even occurred to me to, like, check in with where my Ehlers-Danlos POTS MCAS is because it's, like, genetic, I am just coded wrong. And I take that with me, excuse me, wherever I go. And I kind of, I don't know, I had never thought, look at that. Bradwick has got me thinking about things now. It's like, huh. Because I'm always busy. Like I've got my my to-do list going on when I um, break on through to the other side and I'm doing vision work or um, dream hiking, um, which I'm able to do because I am not able to do it in the in the corporeal, the physical side of things. Um, do you find when you come out of your dreaming, your lucid dreaming, do you take anything that you see? And turn it into an action item like someone you've got to, well, obviously you go into your uh, car for privacy to call me and share the dates of your lucid dreams. But do you give yourself homework, I guess I would say, um, from when you are lucid dreaming?
2: Hmm. Um hmm.
1: Hmm. uh short short answer no. Um okay. it, and and I say that because I, I don't think it's the homework um that I should should do. Like obviously I think that there should be that I, I should allot myself time to, to sit with it and just mm-hmm. but I I mean, I've, you know, tried to interpret things before and I and I know that like I jumped to conclusions and stuff. So now <laughs> when it happens I write it down. I write it down, <laughs> I write it down and it? I, it? I I try to <laughs> I I just <laughs> I write it down. Um, I try to keep as much detail as I can. I do um, try to keep keep the images in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And I am still, to this day, I am still able to recall very vividly mm-hmm. details from dreams I had in middle school. And because I had started doing yep. that at a young age, because mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, what the heck was that? Let me keep that in my memory bank."
2: Yeah. Um, flag and, that.
1: But since yep, flag that.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> since I started
1: doing that, mm-hmm. I I have seen um, what would you what would you call it? Like the act, the the literal thing doesn't present itself um, on the like in the this on this plane but it's
2: like
1: a mm. like, it's like almost like a calling card to it for instance I'll give an example um I've had my my grandparents in my dreams recently and one mm-hmm. of my dreams just the other night I was reaching out for an elderly hand and I mm-hmm. grabbed it and I remember I remember how it felt um mm. and I and for a couple of days I couldn't place it. I couldn't place like why okay, that's weird. Let me just reach out for mm-hmm. an old hand. But um but then I started I had another dream about their my grandparents' old house. Um I've been wanting to buy that house and I, I had a dream about that after the hand. And then today I come home and my niece is sitting there playing with my grandmother's costume jewelry. Mm. And I, it was just interesting, and it's noted. I'm not drawing conclusions yet. I'm just noting it, being like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But I, I'm also understanding that th- there are no r- coincidences. I mean, okay, there can be. But I'm just taking very detailed notes. I'm going to leave it at that. Well, and, 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 and then...
0: Right, and and that's exactly um, what you should be doing because what you're able to do now is stand back from it and see that a pattern presented itself. And it may not even be necessarily that the pattern you're supposed to notice is you know your grandmother's trying to talk to you from the other side that may not be it it could be something more to um, I don't know perhaps get into elder advocacy or you know you you see what I'm saying it's like you're able well, and, to put some distance between yourself and the incident, and you're able to look at it 360, as opposed to looking at it one way, you know, in that right. moment. You know?
1: Right. Yeah, there's... Cause you, it's just been crazy lately. Like, I said, you know, I wanted to buy their house and I was texting my family like, oh, I had a Mm -hmm. dream about the house again. What was the address so I can look it up, see if it's for sale? And I looked at the pictures. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, they kept it up. Uh, The owners really kept it in good shape. You know, I have half a mind to go over there and just ask them if they want to sell it. Jokingly. (laughs) Next day at work, I have a couple come in, an elderly couple. And right. They said, hi, yeah, we're looking for an apartment. We don't really know what we want, don't really know what we're doing. We're just kind of, we just kind of found ourselves here. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? You Did you not want an apartment today? And they said, well, no, actually not really. But we had someone come to our house uh, recently and they asked to buy the house. It wasn't even for sale. They just asked us what we wanted for it and we sold it to them. <laughs>
2: I no, it's like
1: in my in my head. I'm thinking, shut up. This is...
2: That's perfect. The...
1: You know, is... so made
0: that's perfect. yeah. Made a
1: little note there.
0: That is a that is a quality note. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that a high, that's a high
0: quality note. Well, so let's talk about. Um action items for a second. Um, How can you, and this is me quizzing you, um, on, on behalf of noobs everywhere, when you have symbols or images show up in dreams, how can you tell whether or not it's something that you should that there's you should do something about it that it's an actionable item like sometimes we jump out of the bed and go oh my god i'm you know we rush pick yank up the phone call whoever or we rush out the door to go ch- check on a friend or whatever how how do you know when to act on a thing that shows up in your dream, or whether to simply, you know, note it in your mental notebook or your literal notebook? Um, how do you know the difference?
1: Um. Well, it it's it's hard because I. I have very detailed dreams, always in color. Um, I, I've become definitely more uh, aware of mm-hmm. the dream when I'm in it, if that makes sense. Not not so much lucid if I'm not lucid dreaming, but I'm still aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't have control, <clears throat> but I know what's happening. Um, right. re- recently, I guess over the past, well, I, Let's say COVID season, um, when I when my eyes are fixed on something, or or if in the in the dreamscape, if ah gosh, how do you explain this? This is hard. Hold on, <laughs> let me find. The no, one. this is good. This is good. This if I if I'm in the dream and mm-hmm. my and I'm not lucid dreaming. And my body does a thing to call mm-hmm. attention to another thing. Mhm, then i nor i I tend to gravitate to that and make a note, put an asterisk by it. sometimes I will wake up and start googling right away. Um, <laughs> the most recent one I think would have been I was um in a car with someone, and i well dream okay. See, this is getting Mm -hmm. tricky. I'm in the dream. I'm in the Mm -hmm. dream. I'm in a car. I'm traveling, blah, blah, blah. But I pulled down the review mirror and I Mm -hmm. looked on my neck because I could feel something there. And I just looked at it, and it was a a, oh, I'm going to say this wrong again, and you're going to smack me.
0: I'm going to laugh. I mean, yeah just say it, just say it. Oh my god, you're looking it up. I swear to god, I'll stab you. What are you doing, Bradwick? Bradwick, <laughs> I think he dropped the call, guys. Oh my god, this is effing perfect. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do because <laughs> he's gonna call back in. What I will say to you is, Bradwick's dream analysis is atypical. He takes a lot of detailed notes about his um, vivid imagery. And most often when people come to me or message me or call me with this dream they had last night, you know, and that they're always in a panic and they're always Emphatic and stuff. Um, Hello?
2: They tend to... Are
0: you okay? You have to wait because now I'm talking.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. No, your phone is still messed up. I don't know if people can hear this on air, but you should probably. How about you click off, disconnect, and then you call back in to the shop, Bradwick Peach. And I'm going to keep advising. The good people of Incantation Nation. Anyway, so um, Bradwick is atypical in that he takes very detailed notes, and when people come in all frantic and say that they have had a dream, um, they skip over parts and they only give me the the two or three parts of their dream that really shook them and left them shooketh. Um And I always have to stop them and I always have to bring them back to the beginning because they have completely obliterated um, the rest of the dream detail. And you can't do that because what color the sky was, what the weather was like, um, what so-and-so was wearing, how many people were in the dream. Did you leave the door ajar or did you close the door? There's Each nuance has meaning. And so for dreaming, especially during times like this, and I'm going to call it COVID season, and we're talking about it's going to be a season of like a year and a half or two years at the rate that we're going, but it's still going to be called COVID season. Um, What I would recommend to all of you out there whose dreams and stress levels have changed uh, profoundly is to start noticing detail. And a couple shows ago, I mentioned how to get more out of your magic and to not expect it to be transactionally based. Like I lit this candle and I burned this incense. Nothing happened. It's like, okay, that's transactional magic where you think that you are owed an outcome because of a thing that you did. Instead of starting at the basics where you stand in the woods and you notice the different sights, sounds, smells, um, feeling. And you go beyond that and notice the, the magic of the area. The same thing is true from your waking life to your dream interpretation. Take copious notes. Write down the details of what is happening in your dreams because you, at noobs especially, um, you are going to gloss over things that you believe erroneously don't matter, that do matter, and that you might not be able to see the importance of the dream and its figments um, until you step back and take a look at it, which is what Peach was saying when he was discussing um, going ahead on a big life decision and, you know, buying his grandmother's house because he noticed a pattern um, between his niece playing with costume jewelry to an elderly couple walking in and saying, oh, someone offered us money, so we took it, and we're moving to Bermuda. Um, But you could say that this is good magical hygiene um, because you are paying a more strict attention to what surrounds you the everything with a capital E that surrounds you and is worthy of your notice, i.e., all of it is worthy of your notice and that you may see certain symbols pop back up repeatedly and then you're like, okay, this is something I need to pay attention to. Bradwick, are you successfully with us?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Oh, look at that. Um, (laughs) Because we had uh, one of my uh, younger coven. Oh, my God. He's one of my favorite people ever. Um, But he said, hey, Bird uh, showed up in my or no i heard i heard a bird make a sound this morning what does it mean <laughs> and i started laughing my ass off and i'm like it was trying to locate its mate because sometimes a bird making a sound guys is just a fucking bird making a fucking sound If it's within its own context, it's not a BFAO, which is a big fat animal omen. It's just a bird in its habitat. Now, if you walk downstairs one morning and there's a uh, Harris hawk sitting on the back of one of your dining room chairs, Because the back door is open, but nobody's been up except for you. And there's this hawk sitting on the back of the chair staring at you. First, remember your manners and say, hey, I'm Hedera. (laughs) And then maybe the hawk may or may not introduce itself, but... When this happens, um, out of that bird's context, then you can consider it an omen, you know, unless it's a pattern that keeps coming back up. Needless to say, younger Covener and myself just exploded in ridiculous bird memes for about 15 minutes. And totally aggravated the shit out of his coven mates. But I enjoyed it. And (laughs) I had a lot of fun. Um, Because that's how we roll in my younger coven. Anyway, um, so before you time warped and just whatever the hell you did apparated, Bradwick, um, you were telling us more about... The detailing of your dreams and noticing patterns, and how Mr. and Mrs. Old people came in and said words about, "Yeah, someone threw money at us, so we sold them our house." <laughs> you said something after yeah. that, but it got really
1: funky. But I want to hear yeah, and- your story. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I. I I well I don't know if I need to specify this or not, but I this is these are oversimplified versions of things um, for the podcast because this these particular dreams that have these reoccurring things that with my grandparents and the house they've been going on for a couple months now, right? Um, so it's it's not just like I've had the same dream for the past three days like this, this has been going on for months and I've been keeping mm-hmm. track of all these different things happening around me not mm-hmm. acting on anything i'm just letting things happen and it's, it's kind of fun just to have like those
2: ooh oh
1: okay that's an interesting thing moment you know it's yeah. you know just kind of riding the waves yeah um but uh, the
0: other thing
1: with this this covid time in in dreams and dream work. Um uh, I I feel more of them. I I feel more of it and I don't know if that makes sense. I it I it can does come out and say okay. more words. So um there was a particular I'm trying to stay vague. I can I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> so there was a You can't believe dream. in you.
0: I believe in you.
1: <laughs> okay. There there was a particular dream that I had and I I could have woken up feeling just fine
2: mm-hmm. but
1: in this dream I was in a room and it it felt like there was um you know a, 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 there was a woman of some sort of uh hierarchy you know, above mm-hmm. me, that you know, had mm-hmm. some maybe some magical prowess, and I was with someone else, and I I can't place the face, but I know it was a female, and we were sitting at a table, and there was a mm-hmm. jar of either very shiny buttons or stones,
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
1: this older woman told me that there was a certain number in the jar, there were a certain number of stones in the jar, it's like okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I poured out the jar and the number she told me was two more than what I counted. And Mm. I got worried. And I was like, what? I was kind of like, excuse me, me. you you said there were 12, but I'm only counting. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that you knew. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. what is, what is this? Should I be concerned? I'm worried. What? What does this mean? <laughs> is, and and in the dream, I know as I'm in the dream, my, my dream brain is mm-hmm. connecting these stones to people. So mm-hmm. when I see that there's two less than there should be, my dream brain is saying, oh, shit, there's going to be two people missing. Hey, excuse me, lady, that kind of is a stone. What are you trying <laughs> to tell me? What's <laughs> happening? And... Are so, people dying? yeah, so i I woke up that the mo- next morning, and i was I, I felt that still I felt all of that anxiety and unknowing and fear and yeah, yeah. urgency, and I yeah. acted on it immediately I didn't even think twice. I immediately texted mm-hmm. the group of people mm-hmm. I knew it pertained to and mm-hmm there was one missing and mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one that had a dream about it at the time, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. So all these things kind of came together and I was glad they did because you know what though, even if I look like uh, like a, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: I don't know, but it's fun watching you look for words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, knew,
1: I knew when I started going into the the text messages, I was like, "Watch, we're gonna, everyone's gonna be fine, and they're just gonna be like, Brad, you really gotta check yourself before you do this.' But I'd rather be safe than sorry. <laughs> but my point, my point is, is that in the past. I've had those mm-hmm. weird things happen in dreams, but I wake up and I'm just like, oh, okay, that was weird. But now I wake up and I have those feelings. So, like, I can feel mm-hmm. it in my gut, in my my viscera. And I know nice. that, that there's one. something that I need to do. So I don't know yeah. if that's another kind of, like, reoccurring trend um, that people are having right now. What What about you?
0: Well, I think that, um, it, it can dreams are a reflection of what's important and what is a current, um, dynamic. Yes, they can be reflective, and dreams can have, um, Participants in them from your past, obviously, that are no longer with you. But what people, I think, noobs especially, don't realize practicing witchcraft is that players and characters um, that are in your future. Um, can also show up, which is another reason why it's important to pay attention to the details of the dreamingness. But I think the, the urgency um, that you're describing, Bradwick, is also reflective of um, the stress of the times that we're in right now where there's not any stable framework um, for our health in terms of the COVID threat or our government in terms of the, you know, terrorist threat, Um So paying attention, and I'm glad that you're bringing this up because it segues nicely, um, that another common mistake for um, dreamers is that not enough attention is paid to what your emotional state is during uh, different parts of your dream.
2: Because
0: people will describe to me um, uh, imagery that should be scary. And then I ask them, or they offer immediately, but I wasn't scared. And they seem shocked by this. And it's like, listen. You know, and then I give them fear as a choice lecture. But um, I think that it's it's a good sign for you in particular, Brandwick, that you're paying more attention to how you feel in your body, like what prepar, like what animalistic response your body is having to the dreamscape, but also emotionally um, what your frame of emotions was during different parts of your dream. Um, Because I think the common mistake is to only focus on imagery and the sequence of it. And people will come to me with their conclusion. Or what what they've decided the dream means, um, which means they've discarded details that are critical to what the actual message was. Um, and then we'll get to give me a second. I want to make a point, and then we'll get to what my dreams have been doing recently. Um, uh, uh, another common mistake. Um, is failure to notice. That's an ugly word. Let's not say that. Let's say it this way. For things to show up in your dreams means that these same signs or this same message has tried to present itself to you in your wakeful state many, many times and isn't getting anywhere. So by the time you dream about it, it's happening because it's approached you a number of different ways and you didn't notice, which is why I always advocate to... uh, New witches, new practitioners, to focus on details first and noticing your environment and to start a steady habit of uh, cataloging and inventorying your senses your sensory field but also your emotional field um because that habit will pay off. Um, But notice that if something's showing up in your dream, because you haven't, the dreamer has not been accessible and has thrown up obstacles and barricades seeing and knowing this thing um, in their external environment, whether it's work or school or at home with siblings and whatever. Um, And I can understand that. I mean, life is cluttered and chaotic and distracting. Um, But a, a lot of fractured faith in witchcraft comes from not enough, quote, unquote, not enough happening out of the ordinary during the day. Or, you know, when am I going to see this? Or when am I going to be able to do this? And it's like, oh, my fucking God. Just slow your roll. Take better notes. Let me break down some walls, some constructs that keep you from thinking about your world in five dimensions. um, Because we're taught and culture reinforces living in two dimensions. Um, And there's this insistence that things show up when. The dreamer's not ready to see them and wouldn't even notice them in their wakeful state. And so mindfulness and presence of mind happens when all the little pieces or most or a good effort is made to notice the little details as you were describing to not come to any conclusions uh, too quickly, because that's that's a, a mistake. But to also realize that if you're getting dream heads up about something, that means you've all all already then given. Um, heads up about it in your wakeful state and you haven't seen it. So that's an obvious area for improvement. Um, Now to where my dreamscape has been. Um, Because of my medical situation in my, Genetic disturbances. Um, I'm not, uh, I take a bunch of meds, like a fistful of meds at nighttime. And a lot of those um, shut me down. Um, Metabolically, I am adrenogenic, which means I produce way too much adrenaline. And I would lay in bed, you know, prior to getting uh, medication for this, I would lay in bed for sometimes two and three hours staring at the ceiling fan and doing just really groovy trance work. Um, that's sarcasm. I would be hateful and spiteful that I was not sleeping and the rest of the world was. Um, But I'm medicated now, and that's been lovely. So my dreamscape um, comes to me during the daytime um, when I nap uh, because my physiology is such that I fatigue really easily and I have to nap. And so uh, any portents or omens or imagery uh, shows up during those really intense vivid dreams that I will have during the day. But I'm also at a stage in my personal practice of craft where I've been documenting, uh, vision and portents and omens for so long now that basically I'm living without a filter. I'm living, (laughs) like, I'm living without, um, any barricades or obstacles to, um, messages or omens or imagery. So I see as much in my wakeful state as I do while asleep and dreaming, which then leads you to say, well, how do you know the difference? Um And this is my 500 level answer. (laughs) The answer is, you don't. And that's real fucking disturbing to people who need to have strict boundaries and compartments. And when I'm awake, my life is like this. And when I'm sleeping, my life is like this. And it's like, yeah. So let's talk about how witchcraft works. Um, because true observation and true perception of what is and what has been and what will be, um, those boundaries are meaningless. And you begin to understand that you choose when something is an actionable item, when a feeling is an actionable feeling, and what meaning you should attach to those things. But it takes time. Um I've been practicing my listening with a capital L for 38 years. Um, that's a long time, but it's no different than, you know, learning a second language, you know, or learning to ride a bike. Muscle memory also happens in those steady habits of the mind. Um, And what can be borne out from those habits is some really cool shit, if not literature (laughs) or poetry that you write, Uh, because that's what's been happening with my messaging, because you, you asked, you know, what, you know, have my dreams changed? Yes. With a big, fat, resounding yes. Um, because I've accepted that the action items aren't necessarily what I choose. Case in point, uh Gosh, was it a month ago? Yeah, because it was Christmas knocked. It was December 4th that I wrote. Uh, that I woke up at seven thirty in the morning, which is not something I would advise for anyone, um, and started writing and didn't stop for two hours and poured out 56 verses of poetry, um, which has turned out to have uh, some really cool (laughs) meaning that I've been able to bear witness to um, since I wrote it on December 4th. so, yeah, that fucking happened i mean fifty six stanzas of processing um, but my dream imagery is likewise uh more vivid. Um, there are more action items, but before I take any action, I write down I send text messages to myself. That's my strategy. And that has happened uh, a lot more, um, because my physiology has changed and my retrieval of these images and memories is not as good as it once was. So I give myself little um set props, you know, to support my witchcraft through the day and through the night, which is um, texting myself fragments. Um, But, yeah, it's, I've, how do I know my dream has actionable items is... Dependent on the feeling that I have coming out of the drink um because yesterday yesterday last night last evening yeah, I haven't been able to stay awake because the fatigue's been huge because the taxation on my um, system has been large and so I will nap and in my napping, I am given certain images and impressions that leaves me with an urgency, a, a feeling that I must, you know, do something about these. Um, I've been practicing a long, you know, long enough that some of my messengers um, are known to me. Most of them are known to me. Every once in a while I get somebody new. I love that. That's always a, you know, fun, good time. Um, But This is a being who I've only ever, like, fangirled (laughs) from afar because she had really great fucking hair. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying, it's long and it's silver and, I mean, that's witch cred, man. Anybody who's in the pagan community (laughs) will tell you that uh, long hair is a thing, and it it's basically uh, your body's visible cue of a success story. I mean, you're still here, you you're still living, um, and it's kind of like shows that you've survived. That's incredibly important these days. To remind oneself. Um, but the impression that I am given, um, sometimes I'm allowed to know or I'm allowed to see that these are things that I need to document and take note of because they will affect um the listeners of Incantation Nation. They will affect Village Lassenbrook and the pagan people. And because I am in a position of leadership and influence in the pagan community, I am very thoughtful about what I share And when I share it, because if I haven't processed it and I haven't, if I don't articulate it properly, um, I can send people into a panic um, if I don't, you know, express that there's a plan. You know, I've got a plan. Or I may not mention things until I've got the plan to address it. Um, Because you don't want to start an emotional stampede because, honestly, we've had enough of that bullshit in the past five years. I think we're due for some respite. So what I'm given in my dreamscape. Um, and in the course of my day, I have to be very thoughtful about sharing because of the position I hold in the community. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've said a yeah, lot. Yeah, definitely. I, I've said was, a lot.
2: It, there
1: was a lot, but I mean, we we both have said a lot. <laughs> um, have we? But no, that makes. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but that makes that makes sense you know you do need to uh, you know because of your position you know w- within the village and and the nation you know you do have yeah, to sure. be mindful of how you divulge and when or when not to divulge right. you know things right. and and that's something i think we should all kind of learn because i um I'm still holding on to things. You know, I had a – there's a couple dreams that I haven't told anyone about because I I don't think it's time yet. Yeah. You know, I think we we, we do need to be mindful of that. You know, we don't want to go straight to, you know, our friends or family or, or fellow villagers mm-hmm. and say, hey, oh, my God, I had this dream. I think someone's going to think this yeah. is it. I think this yeah. is the big one. You you yeah. can't just go around saying that. So you yeah. you do have to allow yourself the time to, you know look into it and and,
0: and yeah. Well and things yeah. like that, um you need there's there's being responsible with things like that and there's being reckless. And one I right. was. Younger, I was way crazy, reckless, and I would just say shit half cocked, just be like, "Ain't no thing I mean I mean anyone who knows me knows that I still do that uh to this day, but it's not as bad like this is I am a fraction of the bad that I was in my twenties. I mean, yeah, I look like some doctor of discipline now compared to who I was in my twenties. <laughs> let, let alone who I was in my in my teen years. Um But I think as we wrap up the show that we've arrived at some definite conclusion um, that steady habits are good and taking notes is good and not jumping to conclusion is good and um, journaling, noticing patterns, noticing emotions is good Because what we will talk about next and perhaps even next week, I'll think about that, um, is how to tell the difference between dreams and visions and the difference between visions and envisioning something. Because those are three different things. Completely. Um, but what should be known to our listeners is that, you know, you may have heard me say um, before that witchcraft is the tool of the oppressed um, because It is a last recourse. I would advocate that it be a first recourse. Um, This week's message is that witchcraft is also the tool of the repress. And that takes a lot longer to see because of cultural confines Societal confines, uh, family dynamic, um, because there is a shutting down that external forces um, oppress you with, but then repression is thing that you also do to yourself. And you may need a body system um, to help you dig out of those habits. And I want to hear about your dreams. And I want to hear about your woes. And I want to hear about your heartache. One, because I'm sick of hearing about my own. And two, because it just may be the case that I've had something happen in my life or I have a lived experience is meant to be helpful in this conversation with you in this moment in this place and that is witchcraft next week unless we're talking about dreams, visions, and envisioning part two. Next week, um, I would like the show to be about Lupercalia and the wolf ritual. It is the wolf moon, after all. Um, So that will be on next week's docket. But to close this out, I am going to read a piece that I wrote. I wrote it last summer, I believe. Um, but it is a petition to Lilith against the agony of loneliness. And I may have read it before, but I want to read it now. Um because I want to let our listeners know that you have forces seen and unseen uh, that are available to help you. And we, the pagan nation, incantation nation, are here to help you. And so this is my written petition to Lilith Against the agony of loneliness. Lilith, breaker of chains, sovereign queen of strength, you who flew from your captors, you who decided your fate when you acted on faith in yourself, visit us, O oh Lilith visit the hearts of all those who remain trapped by sickness, by disability, by the fear of death itself. Unholy and majestic queen, please gift us, mother of diamonds, if only the thinnest shimmer of your soul stardust inspiration to settle in the spirits of those who yet struggle to endure our oft-lonely confinement. Ancient and regal resistance defender, depart not from our hearts completely, nor our many unseen and silent cells, but instead rekindle in us some memory of our own endurance by the mythic and inspired memory of yours. For the many who must stand vigil, the unnumbered captives shackled and awaiting the liberation, the forgotten untouchables alone in attics, nursing homes, detention camps, and in jail of concrete and fear. See us and bless us with your strength. In your gilded and sacred name, Lady Lilith, First Woman, we, your children in the rebellion, humbly ask your enchanted touch upon our laboring Spirit to survive these many prisons of isolation you have been listening to Incantation Nation episode 17 we will hear from you next week hopefully we'll talk about more important things in witchcraft and maybe some wolf rituals until then I'm your encantress Hedera Bindwood. And brabuck you can put us to bed.